announcing it here. All right. This is episode one. Life after dance. Um. So. I don't know what the difference between a father and a dad is, but I'm going to go with your father is the person that that you feel like raised you the most, and your dad is your, like, biological father. Because I had two dads, uh, Guy and Phil. Phil bore me, and uh, Guy kind of raised me. I mean, really raised me. Oh, whatever. Um, so where this, where this story is going to take off? That's when I lost him. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, when I got the call, he had collapsed in the in the house, and um, boy, mom called me, and I came uh, to the hospital. Said she she called me and told me to come, and then I was on the way there, and then she called me back and said uh, go to the hospital. So I did, and he had already passed, and. That was tough, dude. That was tough. Um, yeah. Guy and I, um, Guy and I had some hard times, man. When I was, uh, when I had gotten out of jail one time when I was younger, uh, probably 18, 19, somewhere around there, um, <coughs> he was yelling at me to do laundry in front of one of my friends, and I didn't like it, so I was being smart ass, and I tried to leave, and he, like, you know, tried to guard the door, but I, like, juked around his ass. But he had keys in his hand, and they cut him. When they cut him, I was like, I'm sorry, they cut me accidentally. And when they cut me, I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to call the cops. And he's like, hey, 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 do it, you little fucker. He dared me to do it, and, I mean, I was just too much of a little shit, so I did. I called the police, he got arrested, um, in, you know, right in front of our house, and he hated me for quite a while, dude. He hated me for quite a while. Um, <clears throat> but you know, it was a shit to him. <laughs> he used to take the wheel off my car um, <laughs> to punish me because, you know, if you just tell me I can't drive, well, good luck. Well, when you take the tire off, well, I use this spare and try to put it all back together when I get home. Seemed to work. Glad he didn't say anything, but I think it worked. Um, <clears throat> but after years and years and years of him, you know, not wanting to be a part of my, my life anymore after what I did, um, I just kept on, kept on, and kept on apologizing to him. And was sincere and got him cool gifts and tried to help around the house. And I think the turning point was when I went and delivered some wood and, um, for the deck. And he, like, he didn't want, he I insisted on doing it, but the second I actually did it and he saw that I was, like, willing to take time out of my life and do it, like, he was, like, he kind of looked this way, looked this way, and he was, like, well, you want to help me do it? <laughs> and I was, like, all right. Then it was on. We got all kinds of, we got all kinds of projects done in, like, the next six months. We got some floor down in the basement, and we redid the four-year wood, and it was really cool because he thought he was going to be taking control of this situation, um, but. Little did he know I'd been doing remodeling for a while, and I got to teach him a couple lessons. But he loved it, and we started hanging out from there. Took him to um, baseball games. Uh, we got to see his favorite pitcher of this era, Tim Lenscombe, uh, pitch against the Braves. 
That was really cool. Uh, we got to go to some uh, Falcons Panthers football games. Watched Cam Newton play. Took mom to a couple. Um, so you know when he when he passed it it sucked, dude. <laughs> it, it fucking sucked. Um, you know, not getting a chance to say goodbye to somebody is it's it's <laughs> it sucks. You know. You don't get that chance to say the last two sorries or the last I love you or the last anything, you know? But just know if you've been through it, you ain't the only one. And sometimes we just gotta, we just gotta lift each other up and try to make the best of any of this because that's, that's all you can do. For me, I just went on a downward spiral. I started overeating Adderall, just doing a bunch of dumb stuff. I moved back in with mom to um, help her, but Mom and Callie, they just, when mom lost guys, she wanted all the attention for herself, and Callie was my wife, and of course she wanted her attention, and so it just, between that and Callie's mom was sick, and um, we just decided, we just decided that it'd be better if we got a divorce, and, and I think it was for the best. She's got an amazing man now, and uh, I think they're about to get married. Um, we're friends, you know. Um... I don't know. I think it was cool to stay friends versus try to try to work it out in that time when we were both miserable and, and end up hating each other forever. Uh, I mean, we had some good times, dude. So we went to Gatlinburg, Sevierville one time. Oh, my God. Do you know what a mountain coaster is? Dude. Motherfucking, dude, it's so cool. So it's like this little cart with, with like a plastic seat in it, and it's got like two levers that work together as the brake. And, like, imagine when you get on a roller coaster, like, the beginning of it, where it's like, tick, 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 up the hill. So, you get in this motherfucker, and it takes you all the way up the hill, and dude, you're like a foot and a half, maybe, off the ground. I mean, it might be more, but it feels like it. Um, and it gets to the top of the hill and turns, and then you fucking zigzag down this motherfucking hill. There was, like, a corkscrew, dude, it was so cool, and you can either be a wiener and leave the brake on, or you can just fucking leave the brake wide open off and just... Down that motherfucker. It was awesome. So we did that. We went to, there's actually two of them in Sevierville. There's a huge fire. I'm not sure if either burned down, but they were there and they were awesome. And if they still are, they're probably still awesome. Um, Let's see. Go, God, dude. All right. I love go karts. I love racing. 100%. Except the fact that the cars all look the same. They're not all the same fucking speed. And let me tell you, the people that like live there that go, they already know what fucking number of car to get. And when I went, not only did they have no idea that I love to drive go-karts and like hook me up. I should have tried to get them to hook me up. But I was racing against somebody that clearly knew exactly which one to get. I'll tell you what, we start racing in like, through all the chicanes and through all the corners and through all the main part of the track, I get his ass. I pass his ass, get in front of him. I'm like, I'm like fucking 25 cars ahead of him. We get to a straightaway. We get to a straightaway, and this motherfucker just, just comes right past me, just cruising right here. And I'm like, what? So then he gets 25 cars ahead of me. Then we get back into the turns, and guess what happens? I pass his bitch ass again, and he gets me. Oh, I was so mad. I was so mad. Oh, anyways, but it was, I mean, it was fun as fuck. I was just like, you stupid ass. 
fucking go-kart. I wish you were... <laughs> I wish you were the same speed as the other one. It would have been awesome. Dude, I went go-kart racing one time. This girl, like, she gets in her go-kart and then she hops off real quick, has a screwdriver in her hand, and she goes back and adjusts whatever, whatever you adjust on the engine to give you more throttle. She did that? Maybe it was just the throttle. She did that, dude. Her car was like twice as fast. I didn't, I wasn't even mad at her, dude. I thought she was clever as fuck. I was like, damn, girl, get it. And she was killing it, dude. She was killing it. Um. Oh. <laughs> and we went to, um. If we went, went, then we went to the arcade, dude, and discovered this game. It's called Monster Jackpot, bro. It's like a Wheel of Fortune, and it's got holes everywhere that you can, like, well, you want to get the ball to fall down. You, like, push a button, and it drops the hole, the ball, and it falls into a hole. Well, one of the holes has an extra little ledge on it, and it says jackpot. If you haven't guessed already, the object is to drop the ball in the jackpot if you can, or whatever you can. So, dude, when I say I got this game on lockdown, like, this was the last arcade I've been to that gave you, like, physical tickets. And I used to be impressed with, like, a stack of them five by five by five by five. Dude, I'm talking two, like, ten-inch stacks of them hoes came out this machine, and they had to refill the machine again. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, I get hit that jackpot nine out of ten times. There's, like, 30 people around, and you just, like, click. Jackpot. Dude, shit was so much fun. Um, both our moms were sick. And hers was way more sick. Her mom had cirrhosis, and she passed. God bless you, Melanie. I loved you. Like, you were awesome. She bought me the coolest pair of shoes um, that anyone's ever bought me. Um, broke your close second with the vet. Um, and it just, like, I guess it, 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 at a certain point, it seemed inevitable that we were going to hate each other, and possibly one of us was going to kill the other one if we went, kept going through all that shit. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Dude, she can harm a fly if she wanted to. So we decided to get a divorce, and we're still friends today. And so um, I'm kind of excited about that. She's a paperwork genius. She helps me out. She's got a good man. He takes care of her. Like, it's all good. No. All right. <clears throat> so at this point, I, I'm just I'm just lost, dude. I've lost <laughs> I've lost guy. I've lost my mom. Um, I started overeating my Adderall, and then my dog Rambo passes. Um, man, I had him forever, dude. He, um, well, I had him eight years. He had, uh, lymphoma. And, uh, dude, when he was a little baby, I was working in an apartment complex, and, dude, he's the cutest little five Um... Little baby German Shepherd lab, solid black with a red collar. That's where he got the name Rambo from. <laughs> um, so the people that he was there with, they would put him on the porch with very little water, usually no food, and he'd have to sit there all day. Well, shit, at a certain point, the sun came up, and they were just happening to point in the right direction to be in the worst spot for the sun to hit him. And he hit him, and he just crawled at dude. So one day I was like, fuck them, and I stole his ass. I took him to the house. Evidently, somebody saw me because my manager next day was like, did you take this dog? And he was like, fuck yeah, dude. I ain't giving it back either. You can fire my ass. And she's like, well, you need to at least talk to them. 
So I went to go talk to the lady. Dude, when I went to go talk to this lady, um, she's like, did you take the dog? And I was like, yes, ma'am. And she's like, well, I want the dog back. And I was like, it's not going to happen because you guys don't take care of it. And her little son was like, you're a little asshole, motherfucker, blah, 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 blah. Mama didn't say nothing to the little boy. He walked inside, and she was like, thank you so much for taking that dog. I'm like, wait, what? What? You just threw me under the fucking bus with your kid, lady. Like, that ain't fucking cool. That ain't fucking cool, lady. Now I'll look like a fucking asshole for the rest of my life because you couldn't tell him the reason the dog stays outside all the fucking time is because you ain't letting it in the house. You don't want it in the house, although you agreed to let him have it because you couldn't say no to your fucking son. Dang, man. <laughs> all right, let's see. I'm trying to get... Uh, oh, yeah. Dude, so... I guess I might have to go in and... I can, oh, yeah, I can go in and cut and shit. All right, cool. I can bullshit for a second. Um, oh, can I add a marker? Can I add, like, a flag marker or something? I don't know if I can do that. Maybe not. I don't know. Anyways. Um... Oh, yeah, dude. So, I was over eating Adderall like crazy, man. Um, I was so upset about losing Bruno. Also. Um, or Rambo. I'm sorry. Um, that sucked. So, then I started eating, overeating my Adderall, and I didn't have a wife to have sex with anymore, and I, of course, I got horny, so... I decided to give back pages a try before they, they close down. Give me yummy back pages, girls. Um, so I found one and I went to her house in Bessemer and. So, anyways, so, uh, so it's over in Adderall, and I decided to get a hooker. Um, Libby, hush, please. Libby. Libby, hush. Anyways, um, so I tried to get a hooker, and we don't pause that. Oh shit, alright. Okay. <coughs> so, man, I overate my fucking Adderall. Um. Oh, I already did the hooker story. Alright, cool. Okay, dude, so I overate my fucking Adderall, man. I was just eating it left and right, and once I got divorced, I wasn't getting any. So I wanted to get laid, so I got on back pages, and I fucking, I motherfucking got a hooker. And she was in Bessemer, so I went to see her, and uh, when I um, when I got there, I sat down, and I was talking to him, and she was nervous as fuck. I'm like, dude, it's so weird, I've always had to earn it, and 
said that one time I got. Well, I mean, I'm just kidding. Dude, I've always had to earn it. So now it's like, wait, what? So I get there and she's about. Oh, I was thinking she looked. <laughs> about 6.30 ish, you know? Um, and her pimp was a chick, which was weird. We sat and talked for a while. And I got cold feet. And I decided to leave. Well, dude, right when I'm leaving, I reach my hand in my pocket to get the my cash where my phone was, and uh, my cash isn't there. And I'm like, wait, I didn't get laid, and I paid for a hooker. What the fuck happened? And but I didn't give her any money, so I figured I just like left out on cash or something. So I was fucking walking back to the car, feeling like an idiot. Oh, dude, I lied to I lied to her. I told her I told her I had to go to the car and uh, call my mom real quick and talk to her about something. Um. To get out of the house. <laughs> I'm so stupid. She's like, yeah, you're about to get laid. You're talking about going to talk to your mom. I'm like, well, look, girl, I'm just trying to get the fuck out of here. So I got out. And, um, yeah. I'm doing the walk of shame because I fucking paid for sex I didn't get. And lo and behold, there's a fucking money sitting on the ground right by the car. It's like the universe is like, look, since you decided not to go through with this, Get a refund. But had you decided to go through with this shit, the wind blown that shit long way from here by the time you got back to it. Point Nate. Now the second time I called a hooker. Well, let's just see. I took a bunch of Adderall because I mean, I don't know why. I took way more than normal doom. I went and saw her. <laughs> I mean, first of all, when she took her shirt off, dude, she was kind of sexy. Like, she she was like a, with clothes on, she was like an eight and a half, nine. Dude, she took her fucking bra off, and it was like she had 95-year-old saggy flat tits where her nipple was at her belly button. And I'm just like, wait, what? Dude. I'm blaming the Adderall, but now that I think about it, it might have been the granny boobs. I couldn't get it up, dude. I felt bad. I was like, yeah, you can keep the money, girl, but it ain't happening. Point eight. <sighs> um, so after those excursions, I decided it was time for Nate to get off of Adderall because, well, no, 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 no. I had two prescriptions left, and I still have them put away in my, you know, safe. Some big wind is blowing big time right now. Um, so, oh, I got a squeaky chair. What it is, so, oh, what's up? Can I play a get in them goddamn guts? Um, oh, yeah. So, I got off Adderall, didn't fill the prescriptions anymore. Said, screw it. Um, however, I did scan it so that if I need to change the dates later on, I can. Um, the, uh, oh, wait, that's where I need to be, like, so I can go back and get one when I can. No, that's the wrong one! So I can go back and get one when I can. No, that's the wrong one, too. So I can go back and get one when I can. There we go, but it's a wait. There we go! All right, hold on. Hold on. I don't remember what I was saying. Try it again. Um... So, I went to the dentist one day, and the chick that was getting me prepared, she 
wasn't the brightest, but she was pretty cute. Real tall. Real tall, actually. She's the tallest girl I've ever been to. What, dude, don't give the story away yet. Alright, guys. So, I started hitting on her. She hit back. Found out. But, she's pretty cool, and we talked, and um, we decided to go to this like local music festival. Uh, Slice Fest. Um, Grizz played. It's fucking some ecstasy. Um, she wanted to uh, stay in the NBC Suites. Um, we had just talked about it, although she booked the room five days ago. Um, we got there, and well, we had a sexual adventure. And about the time we finished that sexual adventure was about the time that I had to block her from all four Facebook accounts. And change my name in the dental world. Um, I was just lost, dude, and I never saw it. I was just lost, man. And then something happened to bring me back into the world. Um, oh, there's my puppy. Hey, baby. So, <clears throat> at a yard sale at my mom's house. And, um, well, I had these signs for sale. And I had, like, four or five signs for good shape. Then I had these two signs that were in real, real, real bad shape. I mean, they were bent, crooked, sideways, forwards, and tobacco. Um, ooh, tobaccards. It's better than tobacco. I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> so, they're real, real bent signs, and this lady's like, I want to buy these two. And I'm like, what? Why would you want these two? Like, why would you not want the good ones? And then she said something that would change me in a good way. She said, oh, well, they're for the haunted house. The haunted house, yeah, the haunted house. I uh, I worked there and helped build it, and I was like, what? Like, how the fuck do I get involved with that shit? She's like, really? And so we talked, and I got up there, and and dude, it was awesome, dude. It was so awesome working there. So, <clears throat> started off just like helping out, going scene through scene. We made the list, and I would do a little random oddening, carpentry stuff, and whatever. And uh, they had auditions one night, and I was just working there. <clears throat> I've never acted. So, they get in the scene close to me, and I'm finished up with what I was doing. And I was like, fuck it. So, I got in on, I got in with them, and I was like, I'll, I'll get in and try this stuff. So, um, we started doing our thing. And, uh, well, they offered me a paid job, like, immediately to be an actor. So I did. And I was still helping out with them, uh, building stuff. <clears throat> so the first season that I acted there was awesome. Me and Hampton were tight. We killed it in our scene. I mean, it was, oh, I mean, we slayed that shit. It was awesome. Um, the second year, I built an escape room. Dude, a whole ass game because I started working at the warehouse. 
um, in between the two haunted seasons. So, dude, I built this escape room. So, we were in a corner of a room right by the entryway from the outside, and it was like 8 by 16. I built, I fr- two walls were there. I framed out two walls, uh, insulated it, uh, paneled the outside, paneled the inside, put the ceiling. Dude, so those of you in the construction world can appreciate what I'm about to tell you. Dude, have you ever tried to put a panel up and a 4x8 panel up of fucking anything but Luon <coughs> by yourself? Well, I had some half-inch plywood, um, pretty heavy, and I needed to put it on across the ceiling because because of the it was in the middle of the warehouse, I wanted to have a better uh, insulation barrier than sheetrock, so I just put wood up um, on the ceiling as well. And, dude, this shit's heavy as fuck. Like, there's no way you could... I mean, you can try to walk it up on apron ladder, but the second you do, you're just gonna hear kaboom! And that's you smacking the shit out of the floor, and that noise was too loud to cover up the other noise, where it's also snapped your leg in half. And although that might look cool that night at the haunted house, I don't think it's gonna feel very good. So what I did is I took... And I took the scissor lift and pulled and went in the doorway and it made it by about an eighth of an inch, but like Vin Diesel said, it doesn't matter if you win by an eighth of an inch or a mile. I rewarded it. Winning is winning and losing is losing. So I got that motherfucker in there. So I took the lift and I, I just basically like squatted down the lift, put the board on top of the lift, and then just went and it was exactly eight feet wide, the room. And so that board, like, it was a pain in the dick to even get it to lay on top of the fucking um, lift. But you get under it, and you get it on there, and then you go up, and you basically lift it up exactly where you're going to go. Because you can, put, you can like, scoot around and place it, and then go up. I mean, you just go straight up, so if you can go ahead and set it, if, as long as your walls are straight, it works out pretty good. So I got up there, and I got, like, to the very top where I could use, I was using, uh, like, I think, Inch and three quarter screws, and man, I could sink them right in, and it just, it fu- dude, it fucking went up so. It was, dude, it was so much easier than I ever imagined it was ever gonna be. It was so satisfying. Um, and then I insulated it all, installed an air conditioning unit in there, um, installed all the lights, ran a ran a electrical from um, a plug. No, no, we didn't. No, I ran a new wire from the panel so that we could get um, a fresh twenty amp circuit on it um because i ran the lights and the little air conditioning off the first 20 amp circuit i didn't want to i didn't want us to have any like you know power edges or anything i didn't want anybody to get stuck in an escape room with no light that's an extra element you might not want to be a part of um <coughs> so building that escape room was awesome and so oh i also got a chance to build dude i got to build a scene in clown maze so we had this one scene in Brig and Mortis, which was the main uh, haunt. By the way, I'm going to take a moment to... Shit, I don't know if I'm going to get back to it, but I might. All right, I'm going to take, take this moment to uh, give a shout-out to Warehouse 31 in Pelham, Alabama. Um, it's, a, it's an awesome haunted house. It's got great ownership. Uh, it's also a venue if you want to do a party, quinceanera, whatever. Hit them up. Warehouse 31. All right, so... I got to build a scene in the clown maze. <laughs> so I got this, um, there's a scene in the rig 
they had this body, and it was in like a medical scene. It has a body, and when it hits a sensor, it jumps up, you know? Well, it hadn't been working for a few years, and I was friends with Dallas, who was, he he worked on all that shit. And he told me it worked fine, it just needed to be fixed, and he hadn't got around to it because there's so much other shit that, that's always having to be worked on. Like, he, this dude works on everything, like... He is the man when it comes to all the hydraulic systems, electrical systems, whatever. And Dave Dave runs everything else. Um, so I get this thing down and I go hanging up in this new scene. I took some um, plastic, like you know, the scrunch, 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 um, plastic that you can put on, like corrugated. There you go, corrugated, <laughs> corrugated plastic that sounds like that when you step on it. I uh, got that off of. Um, oh, I took that. We took that down where where we. Took off the deck that somebody walked out off of. <laughs> That's coming up in a minute. Um, so I got this material and I put it on the floor so that when you walk through the scene, it scrunch, scrunch, scrunch. And I had hanging clown heads. And then I put a clown head um, mask on the body that jumped up. So you come through and you got hanging heads and you're like pushing through and pushing through them. Then the actor that was in the room was sitting behind a curtain and had access to the button. So when you got right in front of this body that jumped up, she pushed the button and that little fucker would pop up and scare the shit out of you. I mean, it was awesome. If you are if you, if you can figure out the timing on that bitch, dude, you can get anybody you want. And it was awesome. Um, Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. So also one thing I did for Warehouse was wear a 10-foot fucking tall costume. And, uh, <laughs> well, let's just say, um, we were going to uh, Alabama game with it one time, and I was supposed to go with, uh, Mommy Corderius, um, but, no offense, Corderius, you are very not responsible to help me not hit trees all along the way, because it's a 10-foot costume, and you're gonna live on your phone. So the one person they told me not to call and bring because he was not of age is the only person I trusted enough to be like, hey, Hampton, come with me. So we picked his ass up and we went. <clears throat> and we're in a hearse, right? Awesome hearse. It's got Warehouse 31 on the side of it. And uh, it's green. It has some strobe lights and makes noise. And it was awesome. So we rode it down to Tuscaloosa and <clears throat> got in the costume. And basically you put on this like frame that goes on your shoulders, like shoulder pads, and it goes up 10 feet. And uh, you got hand controls um, for the hands, and he's just like a big ghoul-looking dude, and you just like lean over and lean over, and you just you know it's just a big big commodity uh, costume, and you put on the um, he's got a necklace on that says Warehouse Thirty One, and we just walked around and they played some someone was playing some good hip hop music, and I started dancing and it was kind of cool, and then you can lean over and scare people from like eight feet away. It shit's awesome, like you're literally walking on a sidewalk and you see you see a little kid that just looks like he's gonna get scared. And, like, he's walking by with his ice cream, and he, like, leans sideways. Like, you weren't even paying attention when you just lean right over to him. And he's scared the shit out. Or he get, like, or he get over their shoulder. And then you're just like, hello. And then he turns It's awesome. Anyways, so we do the game, and we're headed back, and we're about to run out of gas. And, well, let's just say we're about to push it up a hill. Um, Corderas is there to, um, put the car in neutral and then release the emergency brake so that we can push it. Well, he put the car in neutral, but the emergency brake had never been put on. So as soon as he did it, the bitch started rolling backwards and we were not prepared. So me and Hampton couldn't start it. He fucking rolls back, slams Hampton's car, just, uh, just rolls down the side of it. Hampton's got a big ass built truck. 
And I'm just like, fuck, dude. Cord Harris was, like, laying in the thing. He got dragged for a second, and then it pushed him out. I was like, fuck, dude. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. I didn't tattle on Cortarius until way later when I knew Jason didn't give a fuck, but I didn't say nothing. I covered for him. Um, I told him it was an accident, but it was an accident. Cortarius didn't have the fucking emergency brake on. <laughs> Anyways, so let's see. Oh, dude, dude, scaring people at the haunted house. Oh my god, it's so much fun, bro. So, there's all kinds of different scares, and my favorite kind of scare is the get a chainsaw in your hand and go hide in the fucking porta potty for 45 minutes scared. Because as long as you have a mask or something over your face, or somebody didn't take a massive shit right before you walked in there, it's not too bad. Let me tell you something. You sit in a porta potty for forty five minutes, and it's a whole different crowd out there. It's a whole different crowd. So nobody's got a fucking clue <laughs> that you're in the bathroom. <sighs> well, let me tell you something. They found out real quick. I was like, bing, 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 kicked open the door and just fucking ran out, dude. It was just like a fucking. I don't know. Everybody's all blocked in every direction. Sweet. This other time I was uh, behind the food truck and uh, I borrowed the chainsaw. I didn't do chainsaw, but sometimes I used it. So I borrowed the chainsaw from Hampton and uh, I got behind where the food trucks were and uh, I separated the fence just a little bit so I could get through it, so I could sneak through it. And this girl looked over the thing and she's like, Oh my God, he's got a chainsaw. Run! And I run, 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 and I fucking went through there. I, dude, I chased these three little girls. Like, I chased them all the way through the whole crowd. And it's like, this year we had it set up outside where you wait. And so there's like circus tents up that have fucking strings everywhere holding poles down. So just sitting there pl- playing, uh, what is that? What is it when you jump over the hoop, the thingies? Hurdles. Yeah, dude, you're sitting there hurdling fucking strings. And this one girl tripped and fell, and I was like, all right, I'm done with her. So I kept going after the other two. She went through the whole crowd. It was awesome. And so finally we got to the end. I stopped. Turned the chainsaw off. Dude, everybody started cheering. It was awesome. Then this one, the one little girl that fell, she got to me. She's like, you know what? <laughs> and I'm like, what? She's like, I tripped and fell, and I hurt my knee. And I was like, I'm so sorry. And she's like, but it's okay, because that was awesome. Thank you. High five. Dude. Scaring people were so awesome. Do you mean Hampton? Um, dude whose hearse jacked his truck up. Dude, we go outside, and he's huge, dude. He's just a big dude. And, um, so he would he would have chains around his wrist, and I'd be holding the chain like I was walking him around and making sure he didn't hurt nobody. And when somebody wasn't paying attention, um... I'd, like, go to tie my shoe and drop the chain, and he would just start chasing after somebody. Dude, that's just fucking hilarious. Oh, my God. If you pick the right person at the right time, dude. Oh. Working on house is all about paying attention to shit, because the more you pay attention, the easier you can fucking get anybody, because you already know the target's not to fuck with, because their whole purpose in life is not to fucking get scared at on house, and they show up anyways. So... Let's see. Oh, dude. And my final note about the haunted house. I'm going to teach you guys something really 
crazy on how to win a Christmas sweater contest. So, what I did is I made a scene on there, and it was a murder scene, and yes, Santa Claus was the murderer. It wasn't Clue. It was right on the fucking thing. He was coming down off a string from the V in the vest, and he had sliced open the gut of the gingerbread man, and he was fucking bleeding out the <laughs> Christmas balls, and... Then he went down, he slayed the fucking uh, elf, and the elf's head came off, and confetti, blood confetti comes out of the elf's neck. And it's all sitting there. But as cool as that was, and as cool as it looks, you want to know how you win easily? Man, I put a fake scene, like it was like a Santa picture frame head on there. And so you can go to any party, any contest, or whatever. Whoever's running the contest, put a picture of them as the killer Santa Claus, and you're going to win. It was awesome. Um, so, all right, so then, I got Bruno, and this was, oh man, this is awesome. Dude, when I went, and, when I went to get Bruno, um, I went to the Humane Society, and, uh, Callie went with me, we were divorced, but she was, she was, she was just being being a friend for me. She came, and uh, we were looking around. I was looking around at doggies, and I passed by the little ones, and there was Bruno. And I passed by the little ones first, and I just kept going. But I saw him, and he eyeballed me, and I eyeballed him. And I went. Then I went to the big dogs, and I looked around, and I didn't want any big dogs, so I came back, and well, he was mine. His name was Little Wayne. And I might should have kept it, but I like Bruno. Um, I had a dog named Bruno one time that I wasn't able to keep, and so this was like my like Bruno redemption story. Um, so I got him, and they wouldn't let me have him, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Did they maybe wait seven days to get him? So, do you know how? Do you know? Do you know how rough it is to have to wait seven days for some shit that's basically bought and paid for right in front of you? You don't even have to wait in shipping. It's right there. But you still gotta wait seven days? Fuck that, dude. I was so, oh, I was so stressful. But then they called me and they're like, hey, you can come pick up Lil Wayne. Fuck yeah, dude. Shortly after that, I went to Imagine a Music Festival. And, um, <clears throat> you know, and all the while I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to use all of this to. You know, I don't really think about any pain at this point. Like, any of the pain from any of the losses, I'm, I'm just cool with at this point. I'm just, you know, I'll put it off. i just put it away. So I went to this Imagine Music Festival, dude. And when I went, I went with a homie that rode a motorcycle there, waited in line for four hours in a leather jacket, and then when he was told he had to go get the key first, or go get the ticket first, he fucking decided to drive home instead of going to the festival. So I was there by myself. I went, I set up camp, set up my tent, set up my awning, set up everything else. And uh, these dudes across from me, they absolutely couldn't uh, get their tents up. I mean, I love doing drugs, but if I can give you any advice at a music festival, at least set your spot up before you do any drugs. Because if you do it any other way, well, you're going to be like these guys and hopeless. And But luckily... For those guys in that particular situation, I was there to help them. So I uh, got their tents and stuff up, and then my homie Dan. Now he walks up to me and he's like, 
He's like, dude, you want some moon rocks? And I was like, what? I was like, what the fuck are moon rocks? He's like, well, do you like bud? And I was like, fuck yeah. He's like, well, this is fucking the best kind of bud you're going to smoke. And dude, we all got so high. And so I ended up chilling with them. And a little bit later, I met his friend, Backpack. I'm not going to tell you why Backpack's name is Backpack. I'm going to let you use your fucking imagination. This is my homie. I love Backpack. There's another episode, another something, where you'll find out exactly why Backpack is the fucking man. (coughs) He saved me from getting a really bad charge one time. And uh, I'll never forget that. So we're at Imagine Festival, and I'm hanging out with these dudes. And uh, this one night, I'm totally lost. I got lost from everybody. I don't know how much LSD I took or how many hits um, of roll I had. But it was plenty. And, dude, I was fucked up, dude. I was just spaced as fuck. And in this moment, at this time, Backpack found me, dude. He's just like, yo, bro, what's up? And I was like, yeah, hey, dude. He's like, bro, let's go. Follow me. And, dude, I'm talking about this dude walked so quick through the crowd as we were hobbling. I can't believe I stayed up with that. I'm just like, hey, man, what's that, dude? Hey, bro. Everybody up past. I'm trying to talk to him. So we get there, and there's an artist called Adventure Club playing. Kind of house EDM. You guys start going. And I was just sitting there like, man, these fucking awesome. These fucking lasers. And like right after the lasers were done, where there's going to be a break, and at the right spot in music, all of a sudden from like stage right comes lights on a white glove. And then more lights on the other side for another white glove. And Backpack, he does this thing called gloving, and I had seen it but never experienced it. Dude, he gave me the coolest light show ever, boy. Oh, it's just like... Uh, 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 my eyes were sitting there jiggling. And it was magnificent, dude. He's, his, like, pattern orientation everything is, is fucking spotless, dude. He's so good. Um, And I was just mesmerized, bro. And it was awesome. So, we all became friends um, after that. And then I started meeting all kinds of new people, new, like, new like-minded people. Um, at that point, I got a job with Shane. Um, let's see. So, actually, what I'm going to do is... This might be enough shit to get to the next one, I think. Because I want to do 30-minute episodes. I don't know about doing an hour. So, on the next one, we will be talking about uh, Jason's Leap Off the Deck. Holy crap um we're gonna talk about the job that um oh we're gonna talk about meeting uh, yeah we're gonna talk about a few things starting with Jason's leap getting shot with a nail gun um <clears throat> this little place called Woody's. Um, you know, we're gonna save the the 
We'll talk how about my mom LSD story. Um, there's a few things coming. Yeah, so this is um, actually going to be Life After Dad's part one. And I guess part two will be coming shortly because um, I'll probably record it tomorrow. Alright, so that's everything for tonight. Um, if you want to hear about the rest of it, it's coming on the next episode. And make sure you tune in. We'll have um, YouTube videos coming. Where I'm, I'm going to put videos of all the podcasts. Um, I probably wasn't very visual tonight, but we didn't record. So <laughs> I'm going to get more visual with it. I'm, we're going we're gonna to turn into a little entertainment session. And the first the first few episodes are going to be new more background. We'll get into way more funnier shit, way more funny shit later. But I just want you guys to kind of like know where I'm coming from and where my pain comes from that that motivates all of the entertaining shit that I do because true entertainment comes through pain and loss. That's when the greatest that's when the, the greatest creativity can be released. I don't know why that is, but it is the way it is and so I'm going to abide by that. Anyways, I hope you have a good night. Peace out from Space Nate.